will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Welcome to another episode of Leverage Addicts, where we talk about property investing and how you can maximize your returns. My name is Blandon, and today we have a special episode for those interested in innovative cash flow strategies through Airbnb. Joining us today is an expert in this area, Stefan Nikolic, the founder of Zodiac, a trailblazing Airbnb company that's reshaping the rental market. We'll be exploring how leveraging Airbnb can significantly boost your property's earning potential. Thank Thanks for joining us today, Stefan. Yeah, thank you for having me, Blandon. Awesome. And before we talk about some of the hacks in Airbnb, I'd like the audience to hear about your story and sort of how you came about starting Zodiac, because that is quite the journey in itself. What sort of inspired you to get into Airbnb in the first place? First of all, we didn't really have a goal to purchase an investment property. Oh, so you started with an investment property. It wasn't like one of those sublease Airbnb. You uh, had an investment to start with. Yeah, so we started, um, we purchased an investment property, just an apartment there in the CBD, one bedroom. My parents helped me and my brother purchase that. So we were kind of just given this investment property and being like, oh yeah, here you go, here's an investment property. Are they big investors themselves, like your parents? No, they're not. No, they don't have any investments actually, but they just wanted to, they knew it was the way to build wealth. And maybe they, coming from Serbia, which is a bit of a, you know, it's on a capitalist country like New Zealand. Yeah. So maybe investment was a bit Is this capitalist? foreign. Uh, <laughs> compared to Serbia, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a bit strange for them to, you know, buy an investment, but they knew it was the way forward and to build wealth. So they wanted to help me and my brother out with, you know, we just started working full time so we could afford to, you know, get a mortgage and so on. So they helped us out that way. And unfortunately, when the tenant moved out, we, we found it really hard to find a new tenant. And so that's why we turned to Airbnb to potentially, you know, get some income where the red mortgage payments coming out. So obviously you got to get some income in pretty fast. So. Yeah. So what was it that you saw in the Airbnb? Because you guys were like doing some calculations on the difference is like sort of what drove you to that decision? Yeah, so the idea of turning to Airbnb was basically if we can match our weekly, you know, rental, then we're sweet. So that's what we did. We basically What about the cost? <laughs> <laughs> so the cost the cost is pretty pretty much the same. Although you have like obviously a few extra costs like, you know, to do with cleaning and so on and obviously more effort. But the main thing was the Airbnb fee, which was 3% for a host at the time. So it wasn't like too significant. But basically, you know, we had zero income. So we we're like, hey, if we can at least match something like fast on Airbnb, then, you know, that's going to be good. And so we basically took the weekly rent divided by seven days. Yeah. And that was our starting <laughs> nightly rate on Airbnb. When we did that, it basically booked out for a whole 12 month period. How much was it? like per night it was about like 50 bucks a night um, oh my so gosh it was like super super low and yeah like i said yeah just literally the same day went live booked for a whole year in really yeah. yeah so that was a bit of a surprise <laughs> yeah and then we were like oh maybe we priced it too low and so we started again on a new listing and yeah obviously started working out what the price was the correct price the market price for our apartment which turned out to be you know quite a lot more so then what did you change it to from like 50 dollars a night um, um, I think we went up to 120 or so per night at that time. And then we just kept pushing it, you know, 
know, just to try see what the limit was when people stop booking, basically when it's too high. And I think, yeah, kind of peak kind of season, it was around 180, 200 a night. <laughs> So, so it was almost like you guys were underpricing by 75% almost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, yeah, pretty shocking to actually realize. 300%. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, yeah, four times more uh, yeah, yeah, than yeah. what we were priced, what we That's were insane. with. Yeah. So that is like your experience into Airbnb. Like you started because you couldn't rent it long term suddenly and Airbnb just got booked out super quickly. But how did you transition from that into now you're managing a whole bunch of Airbnbs for other people yeah me and my brother were working full-time at the time so we were full-time jobs and then we would have to clean the property ourselves after work messaging guests you know non-stop organizing maintenance doing check-ins at all hours of the day and, and night so after a few months that got pretty tiring so we looked for a property management company to help us out but yep. at that time there wasn't anything what we were really looking for like a full service where they basically take everything off your hands instead they were kind of they would do the admin side of things but not the cleaning and kind of leave the cleaning up to you or to find a contractor or they would yeah it would be kind of the opposite you could find the cleaning contractor but you know not the admin side of things or not the full scale admin because it was you know very early days for airbnb at that time you know it was a good uh, seven years ago yeah and we couldn't find a company like that so yeah i just decided to start my own and offer that kind of service for investors that's awesome and so how did you transition from okay i'm gonna do this airbnb thing and then you know you, you just talked about having a job when did you decide like yep this is it i'm gonna jump the ship go full on yeah i mean that was for our own apartment and then i thought yeah i'll do this for the clients for you know property investors and so when i got my first property investor client i thought oh yeah if i can get one i can get more so i just quit my job and just went full in in the business so you you know, from there, developed the website and so on and started getting more leads through and more clients on board. Because tell me about that first property that you got under management, because from your previous conversation with you, it was quite interesting. Yeah, that one was where I rented out studio apartment just in the CBD. I rented out from the landlord for about $300 a week. And then I put it on, obviously I included, I told her what I'm going to do and she was fine with it. Yeah. And I included, you know, the subletting clause in the agreement, in the tenancy agreement. And yeah, basically, I just put it on Airbnb, furnished it myself, put it on Airbnb. And yeah, basically took the profit after the rental fee for that property. And you pretty much doubled it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much double, yeah. And then high season, yeah, even a bit higher than that. So that's awesome. That's pretty good. And so now, how many across the portfolio do you have under management? Now we've got 150. 150? So, yeah. And <laughs> how many years did that take? Uh, so we've been operating for six and a half years now. Six and a half years. That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. really good work. So what's next? I mean, what is the company looking to do? So we're looking to grow now. Basically, my aim for the company is to double every year. So it's a pretty ambitious goal. But yeah, nonetheless, that's the aim. That's what we're going to try to do next year as well. So we're going to probably go outside of Auckland for the first time, just trying to do some research on where to go next. Yeah, that's the big thing next year. Well, we can start with our property clients database to, to begin with. Yeah. You know, we've got amazing. a lot of clients in uh, Napier and... I mean, they, they don't live in Napier, but they will have a bunch of rentals in Napier, Rotorua. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. This year has been a lot in Wanganui. Oh, okay. Those areas. Some up north. Yeah. Definitely a few, like quite a few in Invercargo, I would say. Mm. Christchurch as well. Yeah, Christchurch, yeah. Christchurch. Interesting. Christchurch, yeah. 
potential one like yeah. Christchurch. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe yeah, Christchurch, Wellington, maybe Tauranga, Queenstown. Like yeah, we're, we're gonna do market research to choose, but yeah, those are the kind of targets. Yeah, I think Christchurch will be good just because there's so much rentals down there yeah. with all the new buildings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that was a really interesting story, Stefan. And I thought maybe what we could do now is give the audience some tips from your observation when you started Airbnb till now. Like what are some of the common mistakes that you see people sort of making when they first start an Airbnb? Yeah, probably not taking the the marketing seriously on Airbnb is a major mistake. So people think they can just, you know, take some quick snaps on their phone and, you know, away we go kind of thing. Basically, it's not going to work anymore. So yeah, definitely get professional photographs, create a full description on the listing and fill in all the information on the listing because yep. all of that stuff helps with ranking well online and obviously getting bookings shows off the property obviously in, in the best way and another major mistake is people not being flexible with the check-in right so it's quite interesting that you say that Stefan like what you have sort of talked about is similar to when I talk to agents or real estate agents who sell properties it's usually about photos you know the description how to make the listing more searchable so all of this is related to marketing and essentially the Airbnb game is kind of like a marketing game as well yeah 100% yeah yeah because I mean you know standing out online is pretty hard against you know hundreds of listings or thousands of listings where we have in Auckland so it's very important yeah so that's really good insight and I thought what's going to be really good for the listeners is they're probably dying to know okay what are some tips you have for people who are starting out Airbnb like say for example I want to put Airbnb up now and it's kind of you shooting yourself in the foot because um, we're giving out the trade secrets but <laughs> like what are some things that is going to help me become a better Airbnb person. So yeah, the most important thing would be to be flexible with the check-in, check-in time, because what happens is if you have 24-7 check-in available, that allows your listing to be business ready on Airbnb, which gives it a you know a bit of an additional searchable boost. So that's pretty major because a lot of people use Airbnb for business and being able to you know check in anytime is a major you know benefit. And so yeah, that's what me and my brother would used to do is yeah, check in guests like in person literally all hours of the day and night so yeah. i remember this one time this guy was like supposed to arrive at i think 12 o'clock midnight yeah and his plane got delayed one hour two hours three hours so i was like literally up all night waiting for this guy's plane to land and for him to come in had work the next day but you know that's yeah, partly why we decided to look for a management company so yeah being flexible like that though is really good gives you extra searchability online and another one would be with the photos as as i say so having professional photos not like your photographer friend uh, that sometimes shoots weddings on a weekend, but actual yeah. real estate photographer that does it every day. Yeah. Is it important to do staging? Because I mean, most Airbnbs probably furnished anyway, but like, is it important to maybe just make it look appealing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like staging is important, like with real estate photography and, you know, sales. So, and yeah, with that as well, furnishing it to a high standard. So not like cheap Kmart, you know, stuff that's going to break after a few times, mm. few uses. It does feel like it's a big difference if i go to an airbnb even though in the photos they look good and i go there and it's like everything's kmart yeah then you just feel like oh it's not as premium yeah, as yeah, yeah if i went to a place where they actually had like solid furniture that they had for years you know yeah. antique furniture that yeah, it yeah. feels premium 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So one of the review categories on Airbnb is value. So value for money. And you have to basically score well on all of these categories to get, you know, four or five stars. Five stars is obviously the aim. Could you shoot yourself in the foot by making the photos look too good? And then like, if they show up, yeah. it doesn't feel the same. 100%. Yeah, yeah, you can. So how do you balance that? Well, you got to back up the, you know, professionally taken photos and the, you know, well done marketing with legitimate quality when people actually arrive, like all the way from when they book that experience from when they book to when they pick up the keys to when they check in when they check out all of that needs to be very well planned out and mm. smooth and it all obviously is part of the experience so you have to put a lot of effort into making sure it all goes smoothly for someone especially if you think you know tourists are going to come from overseas it's their first time in new zealand maybe they don't speak english very well and you know you need to make it really simple for them i remember when i was in thailand i mean my girlfriend at the time now she's my wife but yeah girlfriend back then we booked an Airbnb and I think it took us like three hours to find Jeez. where it was because, <laughs> like, uh, you know, just non-communicative host and the keys were in some random street that wasn't, you know, the instructions to get there weren't yeah. you know, well thought out, you know, so it was just, yeah, pretty bad. It was good when we got there eventually, but yeah, it's not just about the apartment. It's the whole experience, experience. like from when they booked to when they check out that that's so be good well thought out yeah so you must have some sort of system now i guess established like a checklist okay is it easy to find the keys is it easy to get it is it easy to check in like i'm guessing some yeah. sort of template now yeah yeah exactly yeah. so many yeah yeah so as part of our onboarding process we do a very thorough inspection which you know like like what a regular property manager does where they take photos of literally everything we go a step further and yeah list down and literally count how many forks how many knives how many plates everything everything yeah and yeah part of that inspection is we obviously get the what where are we going to put a lockbox nearby like where's the closest location is there you know digital lock available or not are we going to do personal check-ins there and how is that going to work where is there to park and all of this kind of information that's going to go into basically creating that information to guide the guests when they do you know make their booking so yeah we get all of that information up front so we can create the listing accurately as well as the guest guide that we can send to the guests when they do make a booking yeah so that's amazing. So far, you've talked about having flexibility on the availability of the Airbnb when you can check in. You talked about photos. You talked about furniture. Yeah. You talked about the experience, thinking about the whole how is it planned out from the person arriving to getting opening the doors, yeah. getting the keys, opening the doors. What other ones have we missed? Are there any other things that, you know, me as a new airbnb -er, Yeah. I don't know if that's what you call them, but <laughs> like, what, what else do I need to look out for? Or should pay attention to? Yeah, so to kind of bring it back to the our first mistake when me and my brother listed our apartment, uh, the pricing is very important. So some people undervalue their property and some people overvalue the property. So it's very important to basically get the market price for your property. And to do that accurately, it's good to use a, a pricing software. So Airbnb have like an inbuilt pricing algorithm with suggestions, but it's not very good. It usually prices a property way too low, which is good. Like it makes you confident you got, heaps of bookings like we did yeah but you actually don't want that that means that your price is too low instead you should use a third-party pricing software which is going to be a lot higher you know priced and it's going to adjust the price constantly based on the actual demand for individual nights or you can just have a plugin like that now yeah 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 so it's pretty cool it's like uh literally scans accommodation in auckland or wherever you're based and looks at hotels and other airbnbs to see where there's high demand low demand and then sets the price according to the actual demand so when i go airbnb with my wife and two kids one of the things that we always look for is like when we land we try to look around and 
see, oh, is this place clean? Yeah. Like how important is that in your management and how do you try to make sure that, you know, the property is at the best level of cleanliness? Yep. So it is super important. So that's kind of been a challenge to, you know, really solid and high performing housekeeping team, which is what we have right now. And that's one of the you know major benefits of, you know, working with someone like us is where you, you have like very experienced team that knows how to clean Airbnbs, mm. which is very different from residential cleaning. And it's also quite different from hotel cleaning it's more similar to hotel cleaning but still quite different what are some major difference do you see so the biggest one by far with residential compared to residential is um yeah the, the standard so the standard with airbnb is way way higher <laughs> so you know sometimes we you know start managing a new property and they've had to end the tenancy clean by you know a clean company but it's just it's like basically not <laughs> like we're gonna deep clean everything yeah you know, we just got to get it up to a really, really high standard. And then with the turnover cleans after every guest, just, you know, keep it that standard. And that sounds like your next business that you can uh, acquire. <laughs> cleaning, well, business. cleaning business. <laughs> or maybe the, well, the we basically like, have chemicals. A, <laughs> yeah, 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 true. <laughs> we, we basically have a cleaning business within our business. Yeah, uh, true. We used to contract that out, but yeah, we just found that the standard wasn't as high as what we wanted. So yeah, now we have like a housekeeping manager, you know, they're from the hotel industry, supervisor and a full staff of housekeepers. We've got 16 housekeepers at the moment. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much half of our staff are cleaning staff. So it's very, very important. And People have sales team, you have cleaners. Yeah, we got... <laughs> well, it's basically, yeah, pretty much almost half is housekeeping and the other half is admin. So... That's really good. With the housekeeping, the way we keep them performing to a high level is, is we actually have KPIs for them to achieve every month. And those right. KPIs are based on the reviews that we receive from guests. I see. So we read the reviews, all the reviews every single week, and that's what the KPIs are based on. And they get a bonus for it? Yeah, they do, yeah. Monthly oh, bonus. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if they get 9.6 out of 10 for the month in reviews, then they get a monthly bonus. So. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Incentivize the right way, get the right results. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So tell us about Zodiac. What type of clients do Zodiac serve? So it's, yeah, property investors basically. The location or? Location, yeah. So we're in Auckland at the moment only, pretty much just central suburbs. We can do North Shore a little bit and we can do South as well, but not too far out. We're looking to expand the service area within yeah. Auckland, but also, as I say, yeah, outside of Auckland soon. So That's awesome. Thank you, Stefan, for sharing your expertise with us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Remember, in the world of property investments, you know there are a lot of strategies and Airbnb certainly is one viable one that you can definitely explore and how you can actually increase your cash flow. So definitely check out Stefan's website, zodiac.co.nz, is it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Zodiac with a K. <laughs> with a K. And we'll chuck it in the sh uh, show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's only one thing that I'm asking for, one thing, and that is to share it with one other person that's going to get value from it. So until next time, join us again on Leverage Addicts and keep learning how you can maximize your returns on your investments. Thank you, Stefan. Uh, thanks a lot, Brandon. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate to it. Thank you very much.